So, all right. So let's start the show. <laughs> this is as, as formal as we get. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so this is still in beta again, and uh, so it. I'm Jesse Lemons. I'm William Lemons. And we've got a special guest. Hello. This is Alex Swaim. Alex Swaim. Why? Why are you here, Alex? I'm here because <laughs> I was asked. Yes. <laughs> Perfect. Um. Uh, no. Uh, in all seriousness, I've known these guys since grad school. Yeah. Um, I also happen to run the internet's premier blog focusing entirely on plants and video games um, that I know of. What's the name of it? Video-game-foliage.tumblr.com. Remember the dashes. It doesn't work if you don't put the dashes. <laughs> the dashes. Uh, the one without the dashes yeah. is already taken. But... You know, I haven't even looked. Oh, okay. Yeah. Could totally be someone squatting on my reputation. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody's got this just terrible blog about uh, the shocking game. truth behind the video dash game dash foliage blog. <laughs> or they just re blog all of your stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, if, they, if it's the second one, I'm okay with this. Okay. Well, they're taking credit for it. And they're just like taking all of your mm-hmm. images and then watermarking them. They get, basically buzzfeeded you. I get the notes. <laughs> Tumblr's all about the precious notes. I don't know what that means. Buzzfeed it? No, no, no. no. The <laughs> Tumblr, Tumblr so, notes. <laughs> yes, explain Tumblr so, notes. So, so Tumblr is this beautiful, weird platform. That basically what happens is you, you, you do something that's kind of like a, a short blog. And then you put it up into a feed. And everyone who's following you gets to see it on their feed. And there's a couple of things you can do. Um, if it's enabled, you can send a reply. Which is a text reply. If, but that's you have you have you have to enable that on your blog. The other two big actions you can do, and these are kind of the core of what Tumblr is, is you can like something. You click a heart. It has this nice CSS animation of a heart flying up, and it, it it's all pretty. But that's basically it, it. Just it means you like it. It's like a Facebook thumbs up. It's more for posterity than any other purpose. Um, uh, and then it leaves a note that says, you know. So let's say your blog name is um, Little Bunny Fufu. You know, it says Little Bunny Fufu like this. And for the most part, it's like, yeah, you know, whatever. That's cool. People like what I'm doing. It makes me feel good inside. The other thing you can do is reblog something. And that is this little, you know, green uh, icon with two arrows going in a circle. And what that is, is you take their post, the, the, the post you like, you want to reblog. You click the reblog button, and then it posts it, it. It posts it to your stream, to all of your followers, so, so it gets on their their dashes, their feed. So is it like long form Twitter? Because it sounds yeah, like Twitter. Uh, not always long form, but yeah, it's basically <clears throat> the same thing as a retweet, except well, I guess similar to a retweet. But you can um, when you when you reblog, you can also add in your own commentary, your own stuff afterwards. Yeah, I, um, I think you can do that. I think you can quote. You on Twitter, you but, you can do it, but you're still under that 140 character limit, which is yeah. aggressive on a retweet. Yeah, because um, <laughs> everybody just posts the word poop and say poop, 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 and then you just get this big long poop, poop chain. Poop chain, yes. Yeah, that is. Uh, it's like it has to be like one chain of poops, high or something. Yo, the yo yos. 
Oh, yo. I, I don't know. No. If you have enough room, it's like, if, yeah, if, you, if you're the last person who's able to fit characters in there after everyone's, you know, you know, <laughs> at blank poop, do you, do you say flush? Mmm. Yeah, mm. I think you have to. Yeah. It's, it's, only, it's only courteous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it'd be problematic if somebody does it about halfway through. Courtesy flush? <laughs> yeah. Um... Anyways, there is slightly less shit platform-wise on Tumblr just because you have the ability to use an arbitrary number of characters. Um, You can actually make, like, whole thoughts. Yeah. uh, (laughs) And complete sentences. And and surprisingly, for the reputation it has, a lot of people do make complete thoughts and sentences. Um, Tumblr... It is an interesting because you so all the all the internet communities pretty much have a reputation. Facebook, Pinterest, and Twitter have pretty boring reputations because they have you know they kind of have a wide, diverse, non-specific crowd. The dark side of the internet. Well, I mean, Pinterest is no. basically like women or old women. Yeah. Okay. So, Pin- so Pinterest. Here's, you're, you're right. Here, Pinterest kind of has a stereotype. Here's here's my stereotypes of them. Pinterest is like. I'm a lady, and here's my here's here's like my dream house or something that I claim to have actually done or really would like to be able to do, but no one in reality actually knows how to do it. Like I've managed to make, you know, some old socks into like a 14th century carousel, or that's impressive. You know that kind of stuff. They're just is, really rigid socks. Is right. Is, is that really just like arts and craft MacGyver? Yeah, it, that's basically what I've seen on that thing. Right, like, or here's how I took a small they, IKEA shelf and made it into a swimming pool. Why don't they brand themselves as "Come Look at Arts and Crafts MacGyver"? Well, because it can really be anything. Like some some things on there are like cool projects, but the stuff that the people that I know that use it, they just flag like it's basically Reddit for them. Yeah. So like, uh, it'll just be like images with captions or something, or like those. Uh, you've seen those like the solid color backgrounds and then there's like some kind of like looks like ad uh, like stock photography or not photography but like an illustration and then there's like some kind of phrase that they think is is funny at the time you don't know what oh, I'm talking uh, about oh advice animals uh, I mean, yeah stuff like that so it's things like that where it's like or you know things things that came from reddit basically yeah and like yeah. those are the things that get that get pinned. Uh, I've I've never seen any of this, but for me, and then have, have you have you had somebody sit there and like show you all of the things that they wanted that they've that they've pinned? I've seen all the things that I've seen shared from Pinterest on Facebook oh. have all been I'm a lady and here's my arts and crafts MacGyvering. Oh. So, uh, the other only yeah, so that's that's my experience with that. So then Twitter is as far as I know that's basically just like what news guys use until they can actually go write actual news or what like news 24 hour news stations use to steal news from other people and post it as and like report it as their own it's also a significant amount of people shouting endlessly into the void uh because but i wouldn't be aware of that because that doesn't because i don't use twitter in any yeah. Like fashion, that's, I, that never makes it to me. All I see is it getting quoted, that, like on yeah. CNN. Twitter, right. Twitter used to be my platform of choice, even above Facebook and all the others. Um, 
for, for a while at least, it was a fantastic way to keep up on what was happening in the indie game developer scene. Because um, almost all the indies tweet, tweet each other. Once you start following or people start following you, um, you see these long hidden chains of conversations that are all between people. Because when something starts with an at reply, you only see it if you follow the person at the lead of that chain. So, so like, once you got into the scene, once you started following, you know, here are the, the, the kind of the locus of the people I like in the indie game scene, and you start to get a lot more, you know, about them. And, and, and Twitter was wonderful. It just got too much. I started following too many people. I think I follow, like, 300 people, and at that point it just became worthless. Too much noise. Yeah, no way to keep up with the conversation, and so now I just check Twitter once a week, or when someone pings me something. Mm. Uh, but it's it's a nice platform for having quick conversation. It is horrendous for having any actual conversation. Yes, because well, there are platforms that really it. I think they've shoehorned some conversation stuff into it, but it's not really ideal. In any yeah. way, and Twitter for me has become my uh, alternative bathroom reading. So, <laughs> so I've got my regular like RSS feeds of like like game news or mm-hmm. other things, and then if I if I kind of like run through that, if it's you know if it's if I've if I've been on the pot like a little too long, and I and like I, I have to like. Go. I've exhausted my resources for reading. Enchiladas. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if I've had an extraordinary burrito, then it, yeah. then it, then it, then I go to Twitter. Yeah. Uh, it's it, it's interesting. So I, I still kind of use Twitter for a few things. I've I've actually made a friends list and like this is the list of people I know in real life and actually want to talk to. And most of them don't use Twitter often, so it's easy to follow. Uh, the other one is um, basketball news. Ah, uh, basketball news. Yeah, that's like the only platform for basketball news. Yeah, I'm sure it's like, oh, they write it up on their websites with all their advertisement to make them all their money, but uh, that's like an hour after the fact. Well, you can actually get like the LeBron James app now, so you can just... <laughs> like... <laughs> I, I follow basketball. I am not a diehard fan, and I've only really been following basketball for the last... Okay, I'll say it. I've only really cared about basketball since the Houston Rockets became relevant again when they traded for James Harden. <laughs> uh, so, like, two years. So, yeah. Suddenly, okay. the team I grew up being a fan of was fun to watch again, and I started caring. It, 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 my, my relationship with basketball is very similar to my relationship with baseball. I grew up rooting for the Rockets and the Astros because I grew up in Houston. Uh, the Astros suck. I don't care about any baseball. <laughs> My, my relationship with basketball is very similar to my relationship with my, like, third cousins and that we never really speak or see each other. Yeah. But, um, but, that's, <laughs> but that's the extent of what Twitter is worth to me nowadays. It's yeah. basketball. Is um, basketball and the occasional contact with real human beings I know. Mm-hmm. Who, honestly, for the most part, just easier to talk to on Facebook. That's true. Which comes to Facebook, which for me is basically just a platform where everybody goes to complain about Facebook. That's only when they change something. Oh. No, it's all the time now. Uh, they're always changing. It's stuff. interesting, too, if I've seen like, people post sharing all these videos about how 
Facebook makes you less social and how I felt so much better about myself once I stopped liking things and all those other things. And I'm like, and yes, and my, I just was like, I guess my first reaction is, wow, you either take the like fake friend thing way too seriously or you use Facebook way too much because how, I guess that's, that's my thing. It's like, really, if it's impacting your life that much, then you are clearly using it in the wrong way, in my opinion. Mm. Take a step back. Let the posts go. You don't <laughs> have to read everything. In fact, you shouldn't. I don't recommend it. Yeah. Uh, so your Tumblr's about uh, plants? <laughs> Video game plants. Video game plants. Yes. And, and getting back to the social media platform... Tumblr at the moment, <laughs> Tumblr at the moment is currently my favorite platform, and not just because it's been good to me, but because um, you know it, it's kind of like you know Twitter. You kind of you get to cultivate the types of stuff you're seeing. So I follow a ton of really talented artists. I follow um, some some really cool people with game news, and there and there's kind of this surprising like community of niche topic blogs. Um, there's one that's like, fuck yeah, vintage illustrations. And it's all, you know, vin you know, illustrations, usually, uh, Victorian or medieval. Um, then it's just, you follow that blog, you get a bunch of those. There's a blog I follow that I think is run by, um, I forget who it's run by. It's called, uh, Recall. And all it is, is like that 80s vision of cyberpunk. <laughs> it just that makes ma sense. materials related to that '80s vision of cyberpunk, and just tons of that. There's one I follow called Anime Background, which is literally just you know it, it's background images from anime, stripped of everything else. How many of them? Be honest. How many of them are middle schools, or like Japanese middle schools and high schools? Less than I thought. <laughs> but oh. yeah, a lot of them. <laughs> It's mostly, still mostly, but... Still mostly, but... There are, there are dozens, they... Multiple dozens of non-school-related backgrounds. Um, but no, you, you do that, you, you get to follow artists, um, and it's in, in, in kind of... I, I feel like I have the Twitter style control, but without the um, penchant for going overboard. And... It's also a bunch of it is, um, you know, it just I, I get a I follow cool people or people I think are cool, and I get a get to see their stuff and it recommends. Hey, you like this cool person? Check out this cool person. It's like I would like to follow them. Yes. Mm. Um. So I just nowadays I open up my Tumblr, and I look at all the cool stuff, and then I go, "That was nice. I need to get to work." Um. But it's still, it's still, I, I really like it as a platform for what it does. Um, and like I said, it, it's been pretty good to me. But I was not, so, so when I started Video Game Foliage, I was not expecting, I, I had no metrics in my mind for this would be good. I just said, let's do it. And it fucking caught on fire. <laughs> I'm still confused and surprised and a little, a little teary-eyed <laughs> <laughs> when I, when I think of all the people who said, 
a blog about plants and video games? Yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> yeah. Um, then, it, then it's cool. It is, it is a very particular niche. Yeah. yeah. Digital I... botany or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so I like that. I, I, I coined the term oddly specific video game blog. Because that's what it is. It's like, the, the entire idea is let's take some absurdly small slice of what video games are and look very deeply at it. And that's what I decided to do. I decided to go with plants. Um, there were actually uh, two before me that, that kind of gave me the idea for it. It was, um, uh, was it, I think it was single frame video games which is a blog, I think it was them. They might have come I might have found them later, but uh, all they do is they take uh, just a screenshot of random video game, and they just do a bunch of those. So just a bunch of single screenshots. Just so you, you get a game, it's like, I've never seen this before. Oh, that's what it looks like. Um, you know, that, that that's what's going on, or that shot is notable for some reason. There's another one, which is probably... The, uh, the the closest to what video game foliage, you know, w was for me as far as why I did it, uh, that very much inspired me called Games and Food. And it's entirely about video games and food. Like, in, in, like the food that is in a video game? Yeah, or? the food that is in a video game. Um, <laughs> so like all those fake sodas yeah. and stuff? <laughs> yeah, no, it's, um, it, 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 it's great. It's still going. And it's, and it, and it, as a blog, it doesn't kind of limit itself to, to, to one thing. It looks at, oh, here is the, you know, food politics of game of, of this game. And here's this animated screenshot where we're blogging uh, of, you know, a piece of meat in caveman times being roasted over spit on a fire. And then, oh, in this video game, you use apples to heal. And it's just a whole bunch of those. And it's in its. It was really interesting and was one of the big inspirations for me when I said, yeah, let's go ahead and make my own. Um, because it, it takes this single encapsulated concept that's common in games. And it just looks very deeply at it from a lot of different angles. And it's, it's really cool. I, uh, uh, so uh, the reason I actually started Video Game Foliage was I was playing through Dishonored. Yeah. And I was... Um, well, I, I was kind of dicking around. Like you do. Like you do. <laughs> because I know that as soon as I walk over there, I trigger the cutscene that starts the next whatever, and I don't want to do that. I want to mess with everyone in the courtyard and see what their reactions are going to be. And I was um, uh, hiding right in front of the guy uh, at the start who's like painting this picture of this really stuffy guy in a red jacket. And right next to him is this, you know, beautifully evocative tree and some bushes and some flowers. And they all have just some slight motion on them. And this was uh, kind of, I started seriously studying technical art as, okay. as kind of a discipline around, around the time I was playing Dishonored. So, I, I mean, I understood technical art for a while. I've been increasing my skills on it. But I, I kind of made it a concerted effort to let's figure out how modern games are using all these tricks. 
and I saw the tree and I saw the, the way they were rendering the bushes and I'm like, let's look really close at that. And it was really cool. And for the rest of Dishonored, it was like, I mean, yeah, sure, it was a fun game, but man, looking at how those plants were trying to break down <laughs> what they were doing. Yeah. You know, how did the artist make it? What What's the shader doing to get that motion? Trying to, to intuit the algorithms they're using in the shader. Because I'm assuming it's a vertex shader and not bone animation for most of those. Um, and, and, and that became, honestly, more fun for me and Dishonored than a lot of the game. Uh, which I get is about the nerdiest thing I can say. <laughs> but game developer, so. Well, yeah. I, I do the same thing with, with audio stuff in games. And... In movies as well, yeah. it says you like with a discipline like sound that kind of like crosses different mediums. It's it's hard for me to not listen and try to sometimes deconstruct what I hear or th- like think about like how did they make that effect and how did they or how what did they you know what did they do to to get that sound like they got it and so I'm like I'm intrigued by those kinds of things, but I imagine that's that's probably harder to make a blog out of. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. You you could probably make a blog out of it. It might be hard to show stuff off as much. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's one thing that's like showing the process of like doing an audio uh like effect is no. Like, when I say it, it sounds boring, and I can't imagine, like, me, like, stepping through, like, and then I put on this filter, and then I reverse but it. But there's, there's <laughs> a ton of people who would love to see the process. I mean, it might be boring, but, but you'd be surprised, you know, people, people, especially people who want to do this. Yeah. Like, I, I kind of, I have an interest in making sound effects and how you do that largely because... I, I like to do it for my own projects, my my personal projects, uh, and I'm horrible at it. But I understand enough of it to be a little dangerous, and I'd be incredibly interested to see how people who are good at it go through this, the way they think of it, the way they approach it. Yeah. So I think you'd be surprised uh, what kind of reception you get. Now, you do have to, because it's the internet. I either be incredibly lucky like me or incredibly persistent if you actually want to get out to the people who are interested in it. Yeah. Um, the the simple way is do something which is conceptually interesting so that it gets picked up on... Or conceptually interesting so that someone who follows you on Twitter because a conversation about Japanese children's TV shows you had a year before that says, <laughs> oh yeah, I'll reblog that. And then the people who follow him, you know, Kotaku and Giant Bomb and Destructoid <laughs> all write stuff about you. And so people follow the blog from that. You know, if you can make that work for you, great. Uh, well, it sounds like what I need to do is just make something mildly interesting and then get you to reblog it. <laughs> that seems, yeah, I, 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 I actually have a, a totally legitimate policy. If you make an oddly specific Tumblr, Keep it running for a few weeks and let me know. I very much put you out there, especially if you overlap with foliage. 
Um, the sounds, the sounds of, of foliage. The sounds of trees. Mm-hmm. No, I, there, there's a, a couple of blogs which I, when, when they put stuff out, I, I regularly, you know, uh, try and give them some love. Um, uh, game and Food is actually one I've done a, co- a couple. There's a video game Aquatic Life, which unfortunately looks to be defunct now. Oh, that's a shame. But, but you're, they had a lot of really good underwater plant life and trying to take photos of all these fish. And... Um, Video game architecture. Is that the name of it? I think that was the name of it. Um, is a really good, really persistent blog that just looks at, you know, architectural spaces and games. And it means there's a lot of uh, plants involved with that. So if they, they get a shot that has a ton of plants, I'll go ahead and, you know, reblog that on video game foliage. And I like to hope I boost their traffic because they definitely deserve to be seen. Yeah. So I want to, I want to see I don't want to make it because I just <laughs> I probably don't want to just spend the time to make a Tumblr but I want to see one on fake advertisements. Oh, that's that's some of my oh, favorite yeah. stuff. There's there is one which is uh, entirely about paintings in video games. <laughs> yeah. So it's uh, they they do a lot of like 16-bit, you know, NES or SNES stuff. Um so the NES paintings are hilarious because it's literally just, you know, an eight-pixel square. Right. And, and the outside of it is, is a border color, and then the inside is this seven by or six-by-six-pixel painting. Yeah. And, it, and, it, and, it, and it's wonderful because they, 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 like, they go through a game, and they go, and there's this one, and this one, and this one, and this one, and this one's, like, double wide. And, and it's kind of... That this is the representation of art. It's not. It's not something you probably hang on the actual wall uh, in your house or your apartment or something. But this is what they use to symbol, you know, as a symbol of this is art in these games. Right. Um, advertisements would be an amazing one. Oh god. There is, there are blogs that show like vintage video game advertisements. Like, like from magazines ad, in the oh, ads, yeah, like the, the Nintendo games. Power ads. Yeah, and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, some but of those I, are great. But I don't think there's one for fake ads in video games. That'd be that'd be amazing. I I mean I would like to see like even like from TV shows and stuff like Simpsons has some fantastic fake ads. Yep. In there and fake products and that kind of thing. Outside outside of just video games, there there's a blog I really like. That's um all. So you know you're watching the, the, the thriller, you get to your slightly offbeat, a little zany, maybe maybe even descending into madness detective. And there they are in their dark room with their, their board with all the pictures and the maps and the push pins and strings connecting them. There's just a blog that collects those. Oh, the, the conspiracy things. Yeah. Yes, yes the conspiracy yeah, the, 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 walls. The conspiracy walls. And, yeah. yeah. So, so they just, like, do they try to, like, disassemble... Like all of the different no, connections. No, they, they just, just they just totally get a screenshot of them <laughs> and put them up. Oh man, that's like the. Uh, does anybody actually do that in real life? Like, it's yeah. I, I assume don't... it had to come from somewhere. Right, but it probably came from something somebody made up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you. Thinking... I want to know what the origin is. I want to know what the first like show <laughs> that has that crazy conspiracy wall on it was. So you're thinking that it's just like some kind of detective trope? Yeah. That yeah. That, Why it, not? that it never really like existed. Yes, in the in the same way that that enhance is like 
a fake detective <laughs> trope where you take this like pixelated image and then somehow actually get the text on the side of a piece of paper that's stuck to someone's shoe. Yeah. I don't know. I can see somebody actually the making... was there the whole time, if you believe. <laughs> I, I could see somebody making a conspiracy wall in real life. Now, th- now the trick would be, it would have to be a detective that's also into crochet or something to have that much yarn. So I can't, I can't see this hard-boiled detective like going to the Joanne's fabrics and just like getting just like bolts and or whatever they call those things of, of the yarn. Yeah, that's. Uh, and he walks up to the register and like, Jesse, I can't go to the Joanne's fabric. They know. <laughs> They're on to me. It's, there's just too many reasons why that's just a completely unbelievable thing. But yes. Oh, on the enhanced thing, and also for sound, so you might be interested in this. Okay. Um, have you seen the video about being yes. able to pick up the sound on a Cheetos bag or, or yeah. a plant? Oh, yes. Yeah, that stuff looks great. That, I like, okay, that has to come into a CSI thing now. Because oh, that is, like, perfect. Like, now you take the low-res video of the, of the like, yeah. security camera, and you actually pick up what a conversation was that was happening by focusing and enhancing I, a plant. I don't know, here. man. That's just not believable. I don't think I can. That is yeah. the next logical step. It's freaking brilliant. I mean, we can do it in real life, but it's just too far-fetched. So, so that's a feasible thing. Now, okay, do you guys remember that show Fringe? Did you ever watch that? I did not watch it, but I was aware of it. Okay, yes. that's fine. Because in that show, they did a thing that is less science-based than the actual science of that moving leaf thing. <laughs> In that they, uh, God. Somebody, there, somebody was having a conversation in a room in which they also, like, melted a pane of glass. And so then they took this melted pane of glass and the son of the scientist guy, uh, the guy from Dawson's Creek, was like, I think we can get the voice off of this piece of glass because it contains the vibrations from the the air that was made whenever these people were talking. And so they put it, they cut a, they cut a circle out, and I want to say they put they it on, it like on a record, record player, player, and then it, st- it started talking, and I was like, that's not how that works at all. So, the I the physics saw, of that is all wrong. I actually saw something like that, but it was even older. It was from like, uh, like a mid '90s Eric Roberts movie, where he oh. like had this ancient Chinese vase that he put like in the center of a room and had lasers scanning around it like a CD to get the conversation that the oh, ancient yes. Chinese I artisans had. When they were when they were creating the pot, and see you you now you remember it to go back to that. That's yes. insane. Also, who, not how the physics works. Who thinks that's how? Well, no, no. And I think I think it was something specific, like because they brushed it from like top to bottom or something, they could do it like a like record player because it caught the the vibration well, on the was, on the tool as he was moving it down. Yeah, it was like because it's a pottery wheel or something, and it spins. It's like yeah. Oh god, yeah, and it's just like that. No, the the physics of that just doesn't make the 
That's not how science works. <laughs> well, not to mention like decay or sediment collecting from like a thousand years of just mm-hmm. being in air. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, records get dusty in their sleeves and stuff. And... CDs don't even last. Like, I saw something about like all of our CDs are not going to work after like another decade or so because. No, the, the plastic gives up. Yeah. Like, stuff that was designed to hold data can't even hold the data. I don't think you're going to get this ancient Chinese vase to just accidentally hold well, you that know, kind of information. But what we if don't that's... make them how they used to. We don't make them how they used to. What if that's the ancient Chinese secrets? <laughs> that's how they. That's not just what it is. They also explain how to make it work. Yeah. <laughs> so you have to know the secret to know the secret. It's catch twenty two. So, uh, so what's going on in games? I guess I think I think that was a pretty good introduction. <laughs> yeah. um, well, we usually talk about games that we played, but we're not playing games right now, so we're going to ask you. I am playing, playing a game, games, but I'm we're not playing, playing new games. I keep playing uh, the same game because it's a really long game. Which game? Kingdoms of Amalur: The Reckoning. <laughs> I am not playing that game. Yeah, not that I have anything against it. It's just I'm not playing it right now. It's a. Have you played it? No. Okay. Yeah. It's a very. It, it feels very long because I've already spent 48 hours. I'm still not out of the second zone and I've completed. I, I, but see, part of that is I feel like people have been trained to like, if you can't beat a game, like, I don't know. People like most people expect games to be like these 13, 12, 13 hour things now. And anything that takes longer than that is just like this horrendous epic. That's not my problem with it. My problem with it is that I've spent 48 hours um, in, like, the third zone out of, like, eight zones. And somehow I've also, like, leveled up all of my crafting and stuff and my, like, my character to the point where I've got, like, the top tier, like, level of, like, crafting materials that I can get. So I don't even know what the progress is at this point other than going through the story. But there's also so many side quests. Oh, I've done Skyrim conundrum. 117 side quests. So here's a question. First of all, are there procedurally generated side quests? No. <laughs> no, there are infinity side quests where you can just keep doing the same mundane task over and over again. Okay, are you doing that? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, whenever I find those, those are actually labeled as tasks and not as side missions. So okay. there, there are the plot missions, there are the faction missions, there are side missions, and then there are tasks. And tasks are the most mundane of the mundane, which is... Go get me my shoes. <laughs> yes. And then after you've gotten him his shoes, he's like, do you want to... No, I meant the other shoes. And then you can go get him those shoes. Like, okay. that's... Uh, anyway, so that's... What the... a passive-aggressive quest. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's the game that I've been playing. Uh... Which I'm still enjoying the combat, but it's just... Yeah. <sighs> well, that was the thing. I don't know if I know anyone who ever beat Skyrim. I beat, beat Skyrim. What do you mean by beat? Exactly. I did. <laughs> no, in... Everyone I knew would get to a certain point in the story quest, and they just go, that's nice. I'm just going to walk in this direction now and kill everything. Oh, okay, I, I did, did that, that first. Uh, yeah, I yeah. did that first as well. I got to, like, level 60... And then I went back and got Fushurata and found out what the heck that was. Because, and by that time I was like, well, 
okay, that would have been kind of cool and like ridiculous earlier. I wish I'd had that for the first 60 hours that I played this game. Yeah. Oh, see, I usually they get to the point where dragons are just flying around the world and then they stop caring about the actual quest. Yeah, that's uh, I was actually told by somebody to to keep going through the main quest until I got that thing cuz I was like, how do I get the thing that knocks people around? How do I get the insta ragdoll button? And then I was told, like, you have to go through the main story to get that. So I was like, oh, okay, well, I'm definitely going to do that. Yeah, see, I've I've stuck to my regular practice of completing every single thing in the game except the main quest and then doing the main quest. That's what I did the last other game. That's what I did every other game, was I would complete literally everything else, and then I'd go back and do the main quest. Yeah, and that's what I've been trying to do. too much content in modern RPGs for you to try and do that these days. I, I mean, always do it. People do. People yeah. do. No, I I did that as well. So I got I got to like the head of as many factions as I could and uh did all of the other like did all the things that I could out you know to the to the extent that I that I was allowed to because there's certain side quests and factions and stuff end at different points based on what your decision is and like who you're going to join. Right. So um Right, like you can't leave the Stormcloaks and the Imperials or whatever. Yeah, like that kind of stuff. So, but yeah, but I did all that stuff and then did the main quest. But I don't think I even got to level 60. And then I did all the the DLC. Yeah. Yeah. Did you raise a family? Did you play Minecraft in your Skyrim? I didn't know I could. I, I had an orphan. I did buy an orphan. <laughs> and so, I, and I gave her a pet fox or something. Okay, the one thing I did not do was get married. Cause I was yeah. Like, eh, fuck that. I've already got my, I've already got my slave that follows me around. I don't need a wife or whatever. Yeah. You see, and if you marry the person who follows you around, they stop following you around. Oh, yeah, really? it seems worthless. Yeah. That's a bummer. Yeah. No, see, I just had a vampire follow me around. That if I could have got married and had two mules to carry shit around, then <laughs> yes, I would have done it. But yeah, seriously. Like that's what I want. I just want an entourage. To carry all of my shit that I find. <laughs> well, and there was one character, I think it was the vampire, who was who would like make a comment like, "This better not be all the stuff you don't want, you don't care to carry." And I'm just like, "No, what? <laughs> you mean the writers are aware of this when yeah. they're sober, if they're sober?" Yeah, but. No, I am not playing Kingdoms of Amalur. I actually, I kind of like, there's a couple of RPGs that it's like, I want to start this, and then I think about how many hours I have to put in, and then I go play something else, and I put as many hours into the other thing. Yeah, yeah. Is I probably would have beating that RPG. But, but yeah, but you beat like five other games instead. Well, no, no, I, I play stuff like Monaco or Mercenary Kings, which I both started playing recently. Monaco because I can play a co-op. Mm. Mercenary Kings because it's a lot of fun. Is it about running a casino? Monaco? Is it about oh, it, racing? You, you haven't heard of it? No. I feel like I have. It is a heist game. Top-down indie heist game. Oh, okay. It's so is it a like, ton of fun with friends. So you're robbing a casino. Online. I, you know, I'm trying to remember if there's a casino level or not. It's Monaco. Monaco is just a casino. You would assume so. 
you rob a bank, you rob an embassy, um, you rob several houses, you rob a port. So do you have like a, a nightclub? I don't think I've robbed the casino yet. I'm not fun. Uh, I'm not done with the game, but maybe maybe that's the last one. So wait, yeah. wait. So how does it? Is it like? Is it like an Ocean's Eleven type of type no. of heist game where you, like everybody gets to be this cool guy with like some very like weird specialty? Well, yes, you get to be a cool guy with a specialty, but it's not like Ocean's Eleven. You plot out the heist with the perfect execution. No, it's um you run around trying to avoid guards until they all find you, and then you run around going, oh, God, the guards are shooting me, oh, God, the guards are shooting me, and your friends laugh and use the distraction to go actually steal the stuff. Is there a way to do it well? Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> is, is there a way, um, say, say we were Ocean's but, Eleven people, is much, there a way to play it, like, actually successfully? I'm sure. I'm how, sure. How many people can you play it with? Up to four. Oh, okay. It's already the wrong number. How is that the wrong it number? It needs to be at least 11. <laughs> Are you just saying that because of Ocean's Eleven? Yes. Wasn't that like five people? No, that was eleven. Was eleven. That's the point of the movie. I remember very little of this movie. <laughs> so, in the sequels, did they keep adding one? Yes. Yes. And that's why they kept upping the number as well. Yes. In Ocean's Twelve, uh, they added the the romantic lead as part of the team. The romantic the interest for one of the Ocean's Eleven. Uh, and then in the Ocean's 13, I don't remember because I don't remember much about Ocean's 13. I think, but they added someone else. I, I think I only watched 11 and 13. And I watched 11 and was just like... Is 12 where they added Julia Roberts? Yes. And then If that was Julia Roberts, I don't is remember. Is it 13, did they add Cedric the Entertainer? Wasn't he already part of the team? I can't remember. Maybe he was. I think he was the guy who was um, the, the 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 dealer. Like he was the inside guy. He got oh, hired okay. to be a dealer to yes. create a distraction uh, when they found out that he was like banned from casinos and under a fake name. I remember some of Ocean's Eleven. Well, I guess you both remember that there was eleven people. Yes. I only remember Matt Damon and George Clooney and Julia Roberts. Yes. Well. Yes. Um, so that's why I thought it was like four people. And you're right. In, in like lucky number Slevin, there's not Slevin people. Slevin's not a number. So well, I, I wouldn't expect that, that 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 would be the case. That's a heist movie? I didn't know it's what that movie was. It's a con movie. It's a con Slightly movie. different. Yeah, that is different. Um, Although the heist movies the heist tend movies to be usually, con movies. Yeah, they, they, they do. Because uh, uh, from what I do remember of... One of those know, oceans do, do you movies. count Bonnie and Clyde as a heist movie? No. Don't they rob banks? Yes. It's not really a heist movie. That's really more of an it, outlaw a, movie. Yeah. Like The Untouchables or something like that. Where it's just oh, I need to watch outlaws that. Outlaws and shootouts and stuff. Heat. I've seen that. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm just trying to make... Name. You're just trying to find some way to work your way in here. Like, uh, <laughs> Get back the Italian job. Did you see that one? Uh, the yes, original or the remake or both. I only well, saw there was two Ocean's Eleven as well. So I only saw. See, I did not know that until recently. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I um, assumed that there were eleven people in the original as well. Yes. Uh, I cannot was, confirm nor deny this. It was just the Rat Pack, which is five people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Because uh, that's Sammy Davis Jr. Right. And the others. Uh, Dean Martin. Dean Martin. Sinatra. Frank Sinatra. Yeah. Yes. And uh, the entire mafia. I don't know. Who else is in there? Cole, Glass, OJ. And that guy. No, I only remember, remember uh, the the thing that you're doing. I remember as the dad from the dad Tasmania. From <laughs> yes, Bing Crosby. Bing Crosby. Okay, yeah. Tasmania. Wow. Yeah. I can't remember who the, who the last Tasmania. guy is. Yeah. So right. Yes. You're tall um, as OJ since we write in Tasmania. Yes. Uh, but but. Monaco does not have much in common with with a film like Ocean Eleven, because obviously no. that doesn't translate as well into games. I think, as it seems like it might, because it's all about the plan coming together. Those movies, yeah, and the games are all about the plans falling apart. Because there's that, uh, and I've also played some uh, Payday Two with the same set of friends, and Payday Two is another heist game. Yeah. But it's very different. Well, it's a lot more shooty. Like, well, it's a first-person shooter. It's a first-person shooter. There's a lot more shooting in the first-person shooter. Um, that happens. It, it, it's a very different game. And it's sort of about the plan coming together, but also a lot about it falling apart. Um, but that one you get, like, uh, you get... There's, there's like, two rounds. There's, like, the, the stakeout round, and then there's the... There's the, there's sort of it, it's it's not like truncated. It it's very much fluid. You walk in and you're in disguise. Your disguise is only as effective as how obvious it is. You're not carrying a ton of automatic weapons, and that actually does come into play. And you can only do suspicious things like picking up the arc welder if you are not in incognito mode. If you're wearing your mask, the mask is a big turning point of the game. Is when when stuff starts to go down, or you want to start stuff, you put your mask on, and then that lets you do suspicious things like yelling at civilians to get on the ground and tying them up, and um, telling them to go over into that room so the cops don't free you, and pick up the arc welder and set up the arc welder, stuff like that. Um, but but you do you do get to walk in first and stake out the place and get positioned. Uh, which it, it actually can help a lot because you have one guy wear the mask, you have three other people, you know, start and start to set up. You have three other people get into the right spots, and then you wait for that one pesky security guard to walk outside. The guy in the mask, you know, takes care of him, and then everyone else goes, "Okay, now we can start the mission." Mm. Um, but but that's that's payday two, and payday two is kind of about the plan. You know the blueprint, you have a rough idea of the plan, because there's only so many missions, you've already played this one a dozen times, and you know there's like, okay, so there's like, one of these four spots is where the thing is. So we have to go to the spot, crack crack open the safe, and see if that was the one. Uh, but but it's a lot about executing the plan, yeah, gonna... but what makes the game fun <clears throat> is how much the system tries to make it all fall apart. Yeah, and Monaco is the same way. Monaco is a lot more slapstick than that, but it is very much about the plan. Is we sneak through this place, we hack the computer so we can turn off the lights, and then we sneak through there, and then we steal, we rob them blind, 
and it fails because that was great, except the guard looked this way, and oh no, there's now like 12 security guards shooting at me. So it's a little more like GTA, kind of. And how um, it just, like, escalating chaos. Escalating chaos, definitely. And then and then you, you manage to round the corner for once. There's no guards. You hide in a bush, and everyone is running all across. No one chooses to look in the bush. And you're back reset to kind of the ground state. Yeah, so... I guess I guess maybe I want a game that's more about the plan and less about the execution than I want yeah. my Ocean's Eleven. And then and then like basically what happens at that point is then you just kind of watch like a series of scenes while somebody is narrating everything that they're doing as as they're doing it. Yeah, like in, know, I... like in a like in those heist movies, which you would not know what I'm talking about. So, so you you're not even wanting to play a game really. <laughs> you, you're... You just wanted to write a good a good heist movie. Maybe I just want to write a good heist movie. I don't know. Let's <laughs> settle for a mediocre heist movie. So another Ocean's Eleven, then. Actually, in the world of <laughs> so I've watched a bunch of you know con slash heist movies. Ocean's Eleven is a pretty good one. Uh, I'm trying to think of ones that I really like more, and it's like Lucky Number Eleven, Confidence. Notions Eleven is not a bad one. Mm. It's definitely uh, star-studded. Yeah, a lot of it is how can we fit all these people in the movie and give them the time that they want. Mm. Yes. Yeah. And let's make everybody everything that everyone says and does way more clever than, like, is believable. Yes. Well, duh. Um. <laughs> Have you seen George Clooney in a suit? Yeah, he's a clever man in a suit. With script. <laughs> With a script that makes him clever. By expensive writers. Well, we've gone about 45 minutes. Do you want to take a break? Okay. Or something? Go to the bonus right. round. Need a little bit of a break, and then we will have maybe like one more thing we can do. Yeah. Okay. All right, and and we're back. Although without shakes, we didn't take a shake break. I know. Yeah. A shake break. Well, if you had listened to the previous episode, we took Which a shake. I break. do not. Uh. <laughs> uh <laughs> You guys are very bad about publicizing your endeavor. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. <laughs> you got me. <laughs> I'm, I'm not really a shameless self-promoter, so I don't see that really happening. Yeah. I don't, I, also, I don't have a Tumblr that everyone's interested in. So. I didn't... Uh, yeah, whose fault is that? Mine, again, because I don't want to go make one. Yeah, I was I was pretty on the fence about like giving like have like sharing this out to a lot of people. Um, like initially, with like the first couple episodes, it was, well, does anyone want to listen to me and my brother ramble about stuff? And then, surprisingly, there was like three people that did. Yeah, it was like so I'd send it to a few friends, and they were like, "Yeah, it's funny. We we listened to it," and then. I was like, okay, so then I wanted to get like a little like a backlog or something so that 
whenever I release it, it's not just like, oh, okay, so here's the one thing. Yeah. Like here, mm-hmm. like here's a collection of things. Like you can listen to a couple of those, and then like see if that's interesting. I I've learned precisely two things about internet marketing. One, don't be an asshole on the internet. That's just kind of a general ground rule. Two. Talk about it as early and often as possible. Because, I mean, really, you're just trying to get eyeballs of people. Once you get eyeballs, either they don't like it and they don't return, or they like it and they keep returning and they tell their friends. Fair enough. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, on that, like, the other thing was, it's just, like, on my personal website for now. And I need to get that like moved over to a, a different website. Ah, uh, yes. Because, although I couldn't get stillinbeta.com, like that's clearly that's taken. Uh, but I did get GameTweens, like, right. so I've got GameTweens.com. GameTweens. It's from it's another episode. It's okay. from the from the first episode where we were talking yes. about what we could name this show. Oh, yeah, it's twenty <laughs> bad names. Twenty, yeah, it was twenty bad names, and one of them was GameTweens, and uh, <laughs> so GameTweens.com. Available. Uh, now I've just got to make that website. Yeah. <laughs> are, are you going to make it in like a, a horrible, horrible tween colors? Uh, maybe. Like, what is a horrible tween color? I don't know. Well, not so much single colors. I'm thinking like neon green and pink. There was going to be some pink in it. Uh, I was working on a logo that had tweens and just like a hot pink, like a glowing pink kind of script. Yeah. Uh, I don't like the logo though. Uh, I, I kind of want I kind of want you to make the logo. Oh, fantastic! <laughs> or for you to ask a friend to make the logo. Uh, yeah, somebody who's actually like good at making logos. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, I had a conversation about that today, and no one has confidence in logo making skills ever. <laughs> no. Yeah. Well, I mean, you have, I mean, people spend millions of dollars. I mean, look at Walmart. They spent, they probably spent millions of dollars on their new logo and they just made a yellow anus. Admittedly, that demographic, their demographic responded really well to yellow anuses. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to take that. I don't, I don't either. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, so we already talked about like what game what what we weren't playing games, you're playing Monaco. Monaco and Hitman or not Hitman, Payday 2. Yeah. Um I'm also playing Mercenary Kings on my PS4. Mm. Um Mercenary Kings is like Metal Slug with crafting in mission systems, and I didn't know I wanted that until I played it. Apparently, right. I totally want Metal Slug with a crafting system. I would probably like lots of games more if they had a crafting system. That's terrible. I know. Crafting I've systems yet, are one of my least favorite things. I've yet to hit the grindy part of it. It'll come if I care. But I've not really hit a grindy part of it. But it's nice to have progression. Yeah. And it's not just like flat up progression. It is... I get to do things in a level that increase my ability to easily progress outside of the map and get better for the next time. Uh, it has this crazy gun crafting system 
where you you know strap on these totally incongruous parts. So you can turn one gun into six guns. Well, it's more like you have you have you know you have the stock, you have the main part of the gun, you have the magazine, you have the barrel, you have the scope, and you can literally mix and match any combination. Granted, a lot of them are useless. Because I don't need the gun that, um, you know, fires 100 rounds per minute with a clip size of three <laughs> in a five-second reload time. That just yeah. doesn't work too well. But you can, but you can it. build it. But you can build it. If you really want to, you can do that. See, that's an even better crafting system where you can make it garbage. <laughs> yeah. That sounds like... Um, I never played it, but Parasite Eve. Mm. Oh. Didn't that have a gun crafting system I, where you could put pieces yes, together? Yes, but it wasn't exactly they the were, same. They pretty much all shot the same. Yeah. They just had oh. different damage values to different things. Yeah, it was really more of like just kind of an upgrade system. Like it was more like just upgrade individual parts. Oh. Like, okay. oh, hey, I got a nicer chamber or whatever pieces they had. And it's like, so I replaced the gun with a nicer, nicer chamber and now it gets more accuracy and i get you know oh the handle is more damaging bullets because that makes sense it's kind of like dsx you know you could upgrade the parts or you had the mods or whatever yeah oh okay so it's kind of like that game's uh i guess like like regular rpgs have like the different kinds of armor you can put on but then that was just like the different kinds of gun parts you can put on. Well, yeah. yeah. They also had, like, a body armor or something, too. Oh. Yeah. But, um... But in Mercenary Kings, it's it's literally you can make all these different guns. And by and large, they, they shoot, like, uh, you know, metal slug guns. But you, you get to choose. Do I make the sniper rifle or the, the super damaging magnum or the machine gun? And then you get to kind of mix and match some of those attributes. So, for instance, the, the weapon... My weapon of choice... Fires freezing ammo. No, no. Fires corrosive ammo, which is great because that pierces that that goes through things with shields. Mm-hmm. So they're normally immune, but no, they take like fifty corrosive damage. Because haha, screw you. Um, but mine's basically it's it's part sniper rifle, part machine gun. It has a lot of bullets, a very fast firing rate, and a extremely long range. And it takes like four seconds to reload. It's so, a pretty long reload time. It's a pretty long reload time, but that's fine because you just reload running to the next thing. Mm. And then you launch your endless stream of ultra long range bullets to just clear the clear the screen before you even get there. And it's nice because I you know I'm able to find that and that'll work great for me till I level up out of it and have access to another tier of parts. Um and, 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 and you know, but I get to I get to tweak, I get to play with it. I get to buy a new piece, swap it in, and go, nope, this is not as good as the old gun, and switch back. Oh, and there's, like, no penalty or anything? You're not locked no, in that stuff? No, not like motherfucking Payday 2. <laughs> payday, pay, payday 2, I I had this nice scope, and I saved, and I saved, and I saved, and I finally could afford to put the scope on my weapon. So I pay, what was it, like $200,000 to put the scope I wanted in an earlier mission onto my weapon. I tried it out, and I'm like, yeah, it's okay. But with the group of people I'm playing with, I can't really have a scope that blocks my sight for so long. Because it was like like a scope. Like, it blocks out the rest of you except for the circle. 
right? It's like, I need to switch back to an iron sight because I can still snipe with the iron sight okay, but, but I need a scope that's not blocking my view too much. So I take it off. And then later it's like, okay, let me put it back on. And it tells me, oh yeah, you want to put it back on? That's another 200,000. No, no, the cost had nothing to do with putting it on initially or unlocking it or buying it or something. That was just the cost of putting it on the rifle. That's insane. I feel like it's you should, horrible. I feel like you should be not robbing banks in that game and should just be putting weapons together for people. That seems like <laughs> yeah. yeah, you should be the gun runner. <laughs> I am. A, I am a gunsmith. I put things together. I I put scopes on guns. In in in, gun, in all honesty, like, the guy. I who, sure hope that these guys never learn how to do this. The guy yes. who is the gun runner named Gage uh, is like half the DLC for that game. Is you know Gage sniper pack, Gage shotgun pack. That guy makes real money off this DLC. If he was a real guy, and he's not. But <laughs> he's not just making in-game bank. He's making out-of-game bank. Wow. That's, that's you're right. That would be a good racket to get into. <laughs> Painting masks. And... I mean, I got some tape and a staple right over here. We just start doing that. <laughs> staple your scope on. But, but that so annoyed me in Payday 2. Because it was yeah, that's ridiculous that they make you. I, th- is, there, is there a charge to remove the scope? No. So you that's know right. how it works now. <laughs> I know how that works now. the The perverse part is it would have been cheaper to just buy a new version of the same gun and have two versions of that gun. Oh. Rather than paying to remove the scope. I now see again part of my like they don't like. Payday 2 does not teach that stuff. And once you learn it, you've learned it. I'm told from a coworker of mine who, who plays like high-level Payday 2 that by, you know, because it has a level-up system, I'm like level 10. Mm-hmm. Like by the point you're level 20, 25, that amount of money is trivial. I am not that level. The <laughs> so game is balanced for those higher levels because it's a money sink. So my my, uh, my like free to play brain is like, can you buy? Can you can you spend money to buy to buy money in this? Game? I'll be honest, I don't know if you can. They sure as hell are not free to play. Putting it in your face. Yeah. <laughs> if it was legitimately a free to play title, they would let you know. Oh, you're trying to do this. Do you want to spend real money for in game credits? That's how free-to-play games work. Pays the bills. So did you guys know that Sierra's back? Yes. Cool. Woohoo! <laughs> are we going to get another space quest now? Well, see, okay, so that's what I was wondering. Now, we are going to get another King's Quest, <sighs> which isn't as good. Oh, look at the sign! Now, the good news is... Are they, are they go? Are you going to have to, like... Send in the mail order envelope with proof of purchase so that they send you the clue to get through the game. <laughs> okay. Open up well, page 367, paragraph 3, sentence 6. For better or worse, it sounds like Ken and Roberta Williams are like not really that involved. Like they're not the designers of this game. No, I, I actually, the, the way I read it is it's being relaunched as an indie label, which. First off, that just 
sounds all sorts of weird that it's a major brand owned by a major corporation as their indie brand. Mm -hmm. And it's all going to be smaller developers making versions of their, of, of classic Sierra IP. So it's the guys who did the misadventures, misadventures of PB Winterbottom making a new King's Quest like game with the King's Quest brand. I feel like if you're taking a name like King's Quest, you are automatically not allowed to be called indie anymore. Hmm. I think if you're working under Activision, you're not allowed to be called indie. I think that would be the, <laughs> the stronger one, yeah. Um, and they only go into the first count so vehemently because uh, I think it was Vlambeer did a serious Sam game. That's incredibly Vlambeer. What's a Vlambeer? <laughs> screen shake. A Vlambeer is screen shake and particles. Or a bear who's on fire. I like that. That's the logo. Oh. Well, they've got a solid logo. That could be the Game Tweens logo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do not clone Vlambeer. They've had enough of that. Um, I don't know. I'm just saying, like, if I were to make, like, a new hamburger and call it McDonald's, it's not an indie burger. It's a McDonald's burger. I don't know. Even, oh, so you're saying... So, okay. So you're, I, I, I you're think saying... If you're banking on the name, then... <laughs> I don't know. You're saying you think, get indie is not so rigid. I guess for me, like part of a big part of indie is like the name recognition or lack thereof. Like if you're, I mean, if you're profiting off of name recognition of something by using its name, you've already kind of, I don't know, you're out of that. You're so, out of that scope. So like my scope of independent <clears throat> was that you're not getting money from a publisher. Like, you're independent, you know? Uh, or that you had developed the game and then, like, were, were purchased, I guess. Like, that. Uh, like might, you, had, you had developed the game beforehand, like, before getting money from yeah. the publisher. In my mind, being indie is a lot more about a production ethos. Uh, and that's incredibly nebulous, and you can't, you know, there's no litmus test, because... Is kind of pointless to sit there and go, and according to our recent paperwork, you do qualify as indie, and you do not. I'm yeah. sorry, you must leave your badge on the table and get rid of your screen shake. Like, you have to have less than 35 people and <laughs> can't have a real office. I, 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 I remember back when I was starting to kind of get into the indie scene, and that was like, well, if you have more than 10 people, you're not really indie. Like, that's a really fucking arbitrary number. Yeah. But, 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 that, but that's kind of what the, the conversation was, and it was a pointless conversation. Because the studio has 15 people, but takes like a total, yeah, we understand what the genre is, but we don't care. We're going to do something incredibly different, and we're not going to let you know anyone over us say, no, you cannot do that, or... No, that's a stupid idea. Uh, specifically, I kind of think of Capybara. They've had, I don't know exactly how many people they have, but they seem to be one of the larger, more established indie studios. And they they got the Heroes of Might and Magic brand name um, to make a game with. And they made a game that was like this really, really nice 
to, you know, RPG puzzle battle game. And to me, that, that is indie not because, you know, oh, they were the right size or, oh, they didn't get money from a publisher because I pretty much guarantee you they got money from a publisher ahead of time. They were indie because of, I, I guess, with, without having heard stories of that game in particular, you know, what I assume is they decided to take a fresh approach to it. And no one said, no, the market doesn't understand that. No, there, there was that person to stop them. There wasn't someone there to say, oh, hey, you know, yeah, puzzle game, that sounds cool. Can we work this into it? Because this is hot right now. Yeah. And if someone did say that, they had every right to say, they had every right, and they exercised the right to say, uh, how about not? No, we're not doing that. And, and in my mind, that's a lot more about what indie is. Both a willingness to say, okay, so that's what the market's doing, but that doesn't work. And then the ability or the willingness to say, and we're not going to change what we're doing just because of that. Okay. So, so it's more of like an independent uh, mentality yeah. rather than financial independence. or Yeah, and, and I mean, those come together. Usually one of the things you give up for financial independence is that independent mentality. You say... The publisher's yeah. going to give me money. Well, now I'm beholden to them to a certain degree. Yeah. Certainly. But, it, but it's not guaranteed. I don't know. I guess for me, there's still some dependence on there. King's Quest, you're dependent on the name recognition. Well, Activision. <laughs> yeah. <It's> full stop. <clears throat> well, yeah, and with King's Quest, it's, it's, there's, it's, kind of, it's a question of, like, how do you take that and where do you go with it? You know, do you want to... Do do the people who are making it want to make a game that's like the original King's Quest games, or do they want to take a new spin on it? Or you know, are they are they themselves? I, I would imagine that they would have to be fans of the King's Quest games to even take that. You know, yeah. uh, I would hope so, unless they Michael Bay it. <laughs> God, which is the kings are all aliens. <laughs> Why is it called King's Quest? Uh, yeah, but as far as Space Quest, though, the, like those guys, so Space Quest, they're all kings, right? <laughs> the, the with the Space Quest stuff, like those guys, the they've actually got a different project that that was like on Kickstarter, so they're still they're still going with that. Hmm. So we're not going to get another Space Quest anytime soon. We'll get another thing that's probably like Space Quest. Well, if it's good, hooray. Yeah. And if it sucks, I don't really care. It it doesn't directly affect me negatively if it sucks. If it sucks, I won't play it. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of the attitude I take with all games. Yeah. Every once in a while, I still wind up playing one that sucks. Yeah, well, usually yeah. for research. I end up playing games that suck because, well, research and foliage screenshots. Oh yeah, that mm. that has changed my outlook on video games. Like, oh, this game is terrible, but at least there's some interesting trees. This game's terrible, but I got two photo sets out of it. 
So it was a net win for my time. <laughs> well, that's an optimistic way to look at it. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually kind of one of the reasons that my, my blog's been on a bit of a hiatus for the last while is like... You've been playing games with no trees. No, sort of. <laughs> a little bit, but not a not a lot. Um, like, I already pretty much got as much out of Payday 2 as I can. Monaco has some stuff, but it's not terribly interesting on a technical level. Um, but for the most part, it's like I could keep on doing screenshots of mediocre games and, and showing, you know, the diversity of it. But on the other hand, I have the capability and the hardware to do animated GIFs. Let's try and make some of those. They look cooler. Yeah. Uh, the downside is they take a lot more work to make. Yeah, I've never been good at making GIFs. I've, I've kind of got a process that works okay for me, but it just it takes time. Sorry, oh, I just so keep nice. snickering because I any GIF that I would make would just be something ridiculous. Like, <laughs> I, I just want GIFs of things like people's, you know, like, the guy's head exploding on something or you know, whatever. Yeah. I'm not kidding. I can't, I if can't... you put the work into that, it would play well on Tumblr. Yeah. Headexplodinggifts.com. Headexplodinggifts.tumblr.com. Just don't... You'll get head exploding gifts and also get head-exploding-gifts. Right. You don't Actually, want a squatter stealing the what I What yeah. I really want is just blogging all your stuff. Or somebody trying to scoop you on head exploding. <laughs> I really, actually, a better GIF would be stepped in front of a bus .tumblr .com. Oh yeah, there's some Those great stepped in front of a bus like bits that you can make GIFs into. Yeah, yeah, I feel like I've seen. There's so many. Yeah, that's like like that's... the oh man, Micho Black. That's a great yeah. stepped in front. But that's of like bus. the ultimate like just <laughs> Deus Ex mocking a way to kill somebody off like in a in a movie or, or uh, a TV show or something. Stranger than fiction. <clears throat> Wait, does Will Ferrell get hit by a bus? Spoilers. I've never seen the movie. I'm looking for a reason to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's your reason. There you go. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, well, I need to look up that gif. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. Uh, there should be a spoiler alert in front of that. Oh, well. <laughs> Nobody who listens to this it's, wants it's to watch that It's been over two years or whatever the statute is since that came Bruce out. Bruce Willis is a ghost. What? There we go. But that's Bruce in... Willis is a ghost in Die Hard the whole time? Yes. Yeah. But only Samuel that L. Jackson. Ex that only explains why he could walk on the glass. <laughs> that explains yes. why he could do yeah. that whole thing. He was a ghost. Yes. It makes sense now. And also why Hans Gruber was so crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Germans can see him, too. Well, he's visible. He's just a ghost. Oh, okay. The ghost of Christmas past, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it is a Christmas movie. Yeah. It's my favorite Christmas movie. Which is a total cop-out answer, but you're it, raised Jewish. <laughs> the Ref. Die the ref Hard is, my is your favorite Christmas, Christmas movie. movie. Yeah. The Ref's also a good Christmas movie. Gremlins. Gremlins, yeah. Um, Mixed Nuts is pretty good, too. Yeah, I get... I almost said I get mixed results. I, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, 
it's a little specific maybe it's kind of niche yeah yeah you got to know your crowd whenever you show that not familiar with it it's it's one of steve martin's like less familiar films hmm. and also what's her name from clue miss white oh yeah mm-hmm. names uh Mavon khan Yes, that Madeline Khan like steals every scene she's in. Yes. Does it play like every other Steve Martin movie? Well, well, no, no. Yeah, he's not. He's not like a real clownish kind of. He's he's pretty plays the straight man pretty yeah, much. Yeah, he's actually huh. the most the, the the less crazy one in this situation, um, and also. It's it's also a very good movie. Like if people still played that Seven Degrees game, because it's got a whole bunch of like actors that came together in this movie that like ordinarily like because it's got Steve Martin and Madeline Kahn and it's got Leif uh, Schreiber. Yes, Leif Schreiber and uh, Happy Gilmore. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Adam, Sandler? Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler, and it's also got uh, John Stewart. John Stewart's in it. Yeah. And, um, and the Julia, woman, the Julia woman Louis that was Kate on Seinfeld, I think, I think she was the other skater, isn't she? Or maybe I'm just making that up. Uh, you mean Elaine? Elaine, yeah. Oh, good. no, I don't I think, think she, that's who that was. No. Okay. Uh, it's got Gary Shandling. Yes, Gary Shandling. Yeah, it's a really weird and just like very strange cast. Yeah. Rob Reiner? Mm-hmm. Because didn't he direct it? I think so. Yeah. And, yeah. And then the the woman that's the pregnant lady, but she's, like, always just such a crazy person in whatever movie she's in. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, good movie. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's kind of the, the part I was looking for. <laughs> good movie oh okay a good steve martin movie yeah. yeah yeah i can watch that yeah i mean it's not as good as like the jerk or something yeah. but it's it's good it's still before he got to that like point where all of his movies were terrible it's before he had kids because i'm pretty sure that's where all comedians die is like they 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 make funny stuff they make funny stuff and then they have a kid and then they're like oh, i'll make stuff for my kids to watch and by that i mean terrible things yeah. maybe it was for grandkids i don't know he was pretty old when he always well, looked he's old. He's always looked old. Yeah, it's hard to tell. But, yeah. I don't know. It was before Father of the Bride. Okay. Which, I feel like that was his last good movie. Because Father of the Bride 2 is not good. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to remember when all the naked guns came out. Well, that's Leslie Nielsen. No, oh, that's Leslie Nielsen. You're right. <laughs> different. <laughs> totally different Different <laughs> Yes. Different different guy. Steve Martin and Leslie Nielsen are not the same person. Yeah. Do not make my mistake. And Leslie Nielsen is not uh, Lloyd Bridges. Yeah. What? No, they're all the same person. <laughs> you never see them in the same place at the same time. I think there is a Naked Gun or something or Hot Shots or something where Lloyd Bridges and Leslie Nielsen are in the same movie. I think that happens. At the same time? I don't know. Well, <laughs> I, then there's movie magic, so it could just be <laughs> Leslie Nielsen, the clone. We've all seen the Parent Trap movies. Yeah. You know that you can just fake that. <laughs> yeah. 
Have we all seen the Parent Trap movies? Just the uh, just the original one. The original one, I thought there were like actual twins or kids who looked close enough to be made up as each other. It was the um, Lindsay Lohan one. It was all yeah. CG. Did she just did Lindsay Lohan just remake like all of like the like lame Disney? Like, I think Disney remade all the movies. Yeah, Disney. Lindsay Lohan, Lindsay Lohan was Lohan the star that. of the day. Yeah, okay. she was she also in the Shaggy Dog or. No, Lover. that was Tim Allen. I, okay. I think she oh, right. was in like the often Kirby often confused movie? with each other. Yes. What Love Bug remake? Kirby, Kirby, and, Kirby. Right. and also a Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. And... I don't think there was a Chitty Chitty. I, yeah, Bang I don't Bang think they remake. remade Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Right, I'm just throwing it out there just to see if they remade <laughs> all of these. Uh, no, no, they. Who they, was the female they, lead in Chitty Chitty Bang Bang? I didn't even realize they remade Shaggy Dog. I just threw that out there as one. Because I'm because I'm I'm horrible with star names and Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Uh, yeah. That was uh, the it wasn't. The woman that was in like everything, like Mary Poppins yeah. and all that. Julie Andrews. Julie Andrews, yeah. Yeah. You don't remake movies starring Julie Andrews. You can't replace Julie Andrews. They did try to replace Julie Andrews. And how did it go? Not very well. Exactly. You know, she was in a movie called um Oh jeez. What was it? Well, I know I did not. Yeah. Mary Poppins? No. It was a it was a like a weird serious movie with no singing. That doesn't sound like the Julie Andrews I know. Yeah. I think it was like after Mary after Sound of Music. Uh I wanna say it was something like something that sounds like Charlotte Charles, but not that, because that's that uh thing. But it's like a like a, a man's name that sounds also like a woman's name because she dresses up like a man. Mm-hmm. Yentl? That's Barbara Streisand. <laughs> uh, what was that movie about the girl that, like in the eighties when she like dressed in drag like as a man for this to, for this, to, to, like, to write a school, school newspaper? newspaper? Yeah, what was that? Yeah, first I've ever heard there of it. There was, like, all kinds of switcheroo movies back then, though, like, in the 80s, because there was also, like, the kid that, like, went into blackface to get, like, a scholarship for college, which is, like... Well, that sounds like, delightful. It's, like, it's just, it was, like, a comedy back then, but now it's, just like, this most, the, like, most horribly racist thing you can imagine. It's, like, this guy, like, like faked being black to, like, steal a scholarship from someone. That sounds amazing. <laughs> Yeah, that was amazing. And by amazing, I mean it is in the same vault as Song of the South. (laughs) Both Disney movies. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, that... Who was in that? Who who went blackface? I don't even remember. The name is redacted. (laughs) Alan Smithy. But I'm pretty sure, like, every terrible racist joke you can imagine, like, was in there, like... I'm sure there was, like, a scene where he's, like, in a sorority house and someone's trying to, like, hit on him because they think he's got a large penis. And all of those, I'm sure, happen. Hmm. Probably. <clears throat> Hypothetical racist jokes and a very racist concept for a movie is not a discussion I particularly relish. <laughs> <laughs> there is no good that will come of this. No. Because it's not a good topic. Uh, all right, change of subject. All right, so... Oh, okay, so we have a guest, and so 
someone suggests that we should do something to our guests whenever they come. Uh, I did so, not sign up for this. Not do something. Oh, whatever, yes. Well, I guess kind of. But it was it was suggested that we should have some kind of like a bit that we do. Okay, so I have something. And it's like just a random debate topic. And so that's what I've decided that we're going to do. Okay. Okay, so here's here's a topic. And you, you can say what you feel about this first. And mm-hmm. then one of us can go on a crazy rant about how we actually feel about it. And... So my topic is about game engines and technical stuff, since you said you like technical art. Mm -hmm. And how do you feel about lens flares in video games? I don't. I don't feel anything about lens flares in video games. They're just... I see them used very rarely. And honestly, when they are, they usually look kind of bad. So, I will say that I don't. I think lens flare itself, like the lens reflection artifacting, has toned down in favor of lens dirt, which is that which is the new lens flare. I I want, I want to caveat my reply by saying I play a lot more indie games than I do AAA. Uh, okay. Okay, but you've seen videos that show up, like, for, like, the new Unreal Engine and so on, and often there's, like, the segment where they show off the new lens flares and other such things. I can't recall. I see a lot more god rays. Yeah. And god rays look classy normally uh, when they're rendered well. When they, when they don't, they look like, oh, that's a semi-transparent volumetric polygon. Um, and... Let's see, God Rays. I'm just, I'm still more happy that we've moved past Bloom. I don't think we've moved past that. To the degree where Bloom is the art style. Yeah, we've moved past it, like, from Oblivion. Yeah. Where Bloom was, like, for some reason, everybody's face just was glowing in that game. Excepting Wind Waker HD, which turned Bloom to 11. That thing. <laughs> so Bloom is your lens flare? Bloom is my lens flare. Okay. I am vehemently uh, against lens flares in video games. I'm like rapidly against it. But more so in first person games even than in like maybe third person ones where I guess for me like it's just it makes no sense. I don't understand like why would you go add this extra thing like a lens flare is a naturally occurring phenomena that's just based on how lens reflects and reflects within reflects. Because what I, straw man, AAA developer, really wanted to do was make movies. Alas, I didn't have the talent, so I went to games. Right, but even people make fun of J.J. Abrams for all his fucking lens flares. Yes, right. but that's exactly why. It's, it's cinema envy. Is right, but... The word coin, it's totally a straw man argument, but... Maybe has some validity. It's the ideal that games need to be like movies. Movies have lens flare, so games need to have lens flare. Logical. I guess, but it just makes no sense. It's like this, you're artificially creating something, like, okay, you're artificially creating a world with a video game, and now you're artificially creating some other artifact that doesn't even exist in the world. I don't understand it. See, and that's why lens dirt is something that I hate 
more than lens flare. Because with lens flare, I, I kind of got, just got used to it. Like, sure, okay, you're, you're telling me the conceit is my first-person camera on my dude is, like, not my eyeballs anymore. It's a camera, and that's why this thing is happening. But then, like, there's dust and stuff collecting on my eyeballs that's creating, like, a... It, admittedly, in Cruising USA, when the bug splattered on your windshield, that was pretty cool. Right, but that's more of creating an... That, that's something that actually immerses you into the thing because it feels like okay that's an actual windshield that the bugs splattered against but if it's like i'm seeing like droplets of water like bonk against the screen because i'm walking through the rain now like how does that even make sense in any possible realm if it's supposed to be my head that's bobbing around as i'm looking around at things yeah the only cases where that works is where you're playing a character who's got like a visor or something on yeah if i'm wearing like a giant window pane stapled to my face then i guess maybe i'd see droplets collect there but that's just you you didn't see that in the promo art (laughs) no Hmm. there he is badass with a really contorted muscular malpower fantasy body and a window pane in front of his face stapled to a rubber little band around his head. Well, it's your question wasn't face. nearly as divisive as my question was. Oh, well, now you're going to have to ask your question. Yeah, so my my idea for the question that we would ask guests is, yeah. uh, which one of us is your favorite? Well, that's easy. I never said I was telling. Oh. <laughs> didn't work (laughs) (laughs) what about you will who's your favorite me well of course he's gonna say him what about you jesse uh it's probably william yeah (laughs) yes (laughs) (laughs) there you go yeah as far as debate topics go i don't think you're going to get much mileage out of either of those I'll have to come with something worse. Or maybe better? Oh, okay. yeah, I guess. It depends on, it depends on the foundation, I suppose. I feel like that's worse the... is in how controversial it is. Oh, okay. But no, I, I, I think with the lens flare, you could have gone with a better question would be, um, should games be more like movies or less like movies? No. Mm. No? I don't like that question. Mm. <laughs> I mean... It's kind of a pointless question because there's room on both ends of the spectrum, but yeah, it depends on which movie they're going to be more like. More like Amelie. That's better. all games what, should be like Amelie. What about what about this question? Call of Duty should be set in a French town, and also you're a manic pixie dream girl. Should games. Uh... What I see a lot of people say that games should mature or grow up. Mm-hmm. Should they? Like, should should you do you think all games need to be more quote unquote mature? Uh, definitely not all games. The big thing is that they they kind of need to drop the veneer that oh yeah we're mature we're adult because we talk about serious issues 
as we go on mass murdering rampages. It, it It's like you're trying to convince yourself that, yeah, you're serious because you're like this. But you're not actually being serious. And that's the only problem I have, is the disconnect. Hmm. Um, you know, if you want to be campy genre action film fiction, feel free. But don't hire Oliver North to proclaim how realistic you are and how serious you are. Because you're not. Uh, that, that, that's why I'm, I'm genuinely many times more excited for a game like Sunset Overdrive. It, it, it just wants to be fun. It's not trying to be mature, but it's not cotton stuff. I mean, that, that was their advertisement, is they started off with, you know, brown and gray, gritty marine dude hiding behind cover in a shootout. And then they subvert it by having their main character come and it'd be all wacky in 90s. Yeah. Uh, blow stuff up with colors. And, and their marketing totally fits what they're doing because that, that's their message. It's these guys take themselves more seriously than they actually are. And we understand we're, we're being fun. And that's the problem I have. It's, it's not that games need to grow up. Games have shown by this point, if you haven't been paying attention that they're absolutely capable of dealing issues of gravitas, you know, something like cart life or papers, please, uh, capable of being serious, you know, thought provoking experiences like journey, um, capable of tackling difficult subject matter like depression quest. I mean, games have shown that they are totally capable of dealing with serious, you know, complex, more adult, I guess, issues. But they absolutely don't have to be that way. They don't all have to do it by any stretch of the imagination. Games can do a ton, this huge panoply of things. I just wish the ones who were trying to be serious, like going, we are super serious, uh, would understand that if you're not actually going to be serious, why bother trying to be, why, try, why bother trying to say you are? I think mature is a stupid word. <laughs> that's, my, that's my answer. Games need to be mature, more mature. I think that's stupid. Like, well, it has it has too many. It's a very mature answer. Yeah, it has too many different connotations. So I'll be honest. Yeah. Like, yeah. Do you know any games who are like in their sixties? No. Yeah. Well, so. Right. Other than like chess or but something. One, one chess of the things, is way older. <laughs> one of the things that pops in my head with like needs to be more mature is whenever the professor from from Futurama gets his age reversed and he says, now I can't read ultra porn. Because mature means a bunch of different things. And one thing mature means is it has a certain threshold of sex and violence and drug use in it that now it's mature. So fuck you using that word because mature means too many different things. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm, somehow, yeah. like, at, at a point, like, more sex and violence and drugs really makes something immature. Yeah, I kind of understand what you mean, because, like, putting the word adult in front of something can make it wildly different things, to, depending on what it is. Right. Putting, like, oh, adult... And then, and then what the in, inflection you put on, like, adult fiction is very different than adult fiction. <laughs> well, and then there's, like, you can have, like, adult shakes, and yeah. you know, or adult diapers. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's like 
Uh, yeah, I think more people would get behind adult diapers if they were just alcoholic diapers, but uh, <laughs> yes, you know, or porn diapers. Uh, no, there's no, a, there's a no. market for that. I just yeah, see, no, it's a very specific market. God, that's already on the internet. That's it, true. It's <laughs> terrible. But yeah, again, porn diaper. That's terrible. But adult entertainment. Okay, that's just porn. Yeah. But then, you know... Porn and porn accessories. Right. Uh, Mature audiences. Right. Yeah. For adult can kill to sell. But it's, it's also, like, at the same time, you know, people that go nuts because video games do something that's inappropriate for children. Right. right. So, yeah. you can't win. So just do what you want. Just do what you want. Yeah. I can get behind that. Don't be a dick on the internet. Let <laughs> let people make the games they want to make. If you don't like it, don't buy it. <laughs> and also, be an informed consumer. For Philip. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't, don't go rent Ninja Scroll and then come back and be pissed off that you gave your kids porn because they went into anime. That's my answer. No. So say we all. So say we all. What was I supposed to say that to? <laughs> <laughs> and that was the last mission of the Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't say we all. <laughs> no. We can't go on. It's in the contract. It's. Well, let's kill those Cylons. Someone didn't say so, say we all. Well, crap, now we can't kill the Cylons. <laughs> yep. It was supposed to be a unanimous vote. Yeah. Did you guys ever watch the original show? Yes. I th- think I like the original show more than it's the new show. It's <laughs> a lot more fun. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, so it's it's campy, incarnate. Yeah, it is the essence of camp. I don't know. I got bored and fell asleep in the episode that everyone said was supposed to be the best, most intense episode of the new one. So clearly, I'm well, not, clearly that show is not meant for me. Try to watch the old episodes then, like the old show, okay. and make sure you watch until you get to Old West Planet. <laughs> well, I already like this. Is there a Planet Egypt? Oh wait, they're like Egyptians, aren't they? Well, they're more like Romans or something. I thought they were kind of Egyptian. Because they talk, like, one of the guys is named Apollo. Yeah. Uh, I thought, I mean, aren't they wearing, like, damn yeah, sarcophagus th- hats? Yeah, their their hats look they're like... They're like wearing mummy hats. Yeah, and I, I think that was the, just the 70s. I think they've got the snake on it. Yeah. On the, 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 I mean, the forehead. They're wearing mummy hats. Yeah. They are so. kind of wearing pharaoh, pharaoh uh, hats. I can't think of a better name. But, yeah, but that show was great. There's a robot dog. I call him a dag. <laughs> you like dags? Back and dag. Uh, and uh, it's got face from the A-team. It's fun. It's fun. It doesn't think it's fun, but it's pretty fun. 
it thinks it's fun at times. Yeah. You can't have a Cylon sheriff of Old West Town and not think you're having fun. <laughs> That's clearly like when it's in like the second season of the anime That's and they're doing like, like the crazy filler episodes. That's like episode five. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Like I'm not even kidding. Like that's it's like real early on, and well, the, yeah, right. well, it's like very long it's to get Sheriff there. Red Eye because he's a silent. Awesome. Okay, well I think we're running out of time because I want to go to sleep soon. Okay. Well, thanks for Seems coming. Like good time to end it as any. Thank you guys very much for having me. Hopefully, you get more than three viewers for yeah. this episode. Maybe we'll see. I'll, <laughs> I'll post this one. Uh, uh, in places that people can see it. Yes. <laughs> Fair enough. The keystone of any internet marketing campaign. Maybe tell people it's out there. <laughs> maybe maybe Consider inform it. people. Yeah. I don't know. I'll give that a shot. <laughs> uh, well, it's been great. Yeah. All right.